Hi, and welcome to the Positive Success Show. I'm your host, Dominique Narciso, and I'm a success coach for high-performing expats and entrepreneurs. I help you elevate your success mindset so that you feel confident, inspired, and empowered to take action towards your most ambitious goals. Okay, so welcome to episode number 29, Poetry and Realizing Your Dreams with Bless Chavez Bernstein. So this is going to be a fun interview. Um, I really admire Bless a lot, uh, just the person that she is and the kinds of actions that she takes on a day-to-day to realize her dreams. Bless is a poet, an author, classical singer, and storyteller. She's also a fellow trailing spouse. Uh, she's been traveling around the world for the past 15 years with her husband. And through those past 15 years, she's transitioned several times through different types of careers, types of jobs, from a working nurse to a teleworker and finally to a full-time artist. Bless, I'd like to th- uh, thank you and welcome you to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. All right, so I'm going to get right into this interview, and I hope you all are listening really well because Bless is amazing. All right, Bless, so the first question, what was the impetus for learning classical singing? Uh, I've been singing all my life, okay? Uh, when I was barely four, I was always alone in the remote areas of my hometown. It's a barrio mm-hmm. uh, by the hill close to... Uh, the dormant volcano we call Mount Isarol and Bicol region in the Philippines. And I used to hum tunes, made it up. And then in high school, I met this classically trained nun. She wanted to prepare me for this big um, uh, regional inter, uh, among Catholic schools in the Bicol region to prepare me to be the contestant in vocal solo, singing, um, to represent my school, St. Catherine Library School. And I was stunned the first time she opened my, her mouth to demonstrate to me how to sing mm. the piece that she wanted me to perform. And ever since that day, I only wanted to sing classically. I love it. It's, it's so, for me, I believe it reflects my inner soul. Mm-hmm. And um, that's it. And can you um, can you share with us kind of what you did professionally uh, before and how you decided to to get trained classically as a as a oh gosh as a singer? Okay, um, I was a widow, uh, maybe for about four years at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first husband died of cancer, and I was left with three young children. And when they became, they grew up, you know, as teenagers, they started to not go with me mm-hmm. to all the different places that we used to go together. Um, I would be driving by this conservatory in South Florida, New World School of the Arts, and every time I drove by, I would see that building and I kept a thought, a constant thought would always come to me. And I asked myself, can I ever get inside that building to be a student? And um, so what I did with that thought is I pursued 
a teacher that was very uh, uh, popular mm -hmm. in South Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, his name is Oscar Diaz. Um, so I enrolled privately. He had a private institute, only training students for uh, vocal performance. So I went and I enrolled, and all the other classmates were about 14 years old, <laughs> uh, 10 years old, 18 years old, or maybe 20. Mm -hmm. You know, there, I was one of the two adults. Mm -hmm. And after five years of studying with him, I was not satisfied, and I told him, I said, I need to study music so I can understand what the notes mean. Mm. I wanted to read music. So he helped me prepare for the audition. I was going to audition with following very strict rules, requirements. Mm -hmm. So he prepared me for that. I went and auditioned before a panel of you know, judges. Mm -hmm about three or four of them, who were the uh, professors in the conservatory, uh, opera singers, um, you know, music history teacher. I mean, mm -hmm. they were all performers in their own field of music. I was, I was again shocked when I got the letter of acceptance. And not only they accepted me, they also gave me scholarship. Oh, wow. And that was, wow, it opened this whole lighted up vision <laughs> in front of me, you know, my gosh, you know, that this is it. This is the beginning of my pursuit mm. of the real dream I had mm. since I was a little girl. And can, so, you, can you tell us how old, were you, how old you were at the time that I, you pursued I was uh, actually 43. Mm. And of course, my classmates there were like fresh out of high school <laughs> in, a, in a magnet program for music. So they were, I would say, 17 years old, mm -hmm. 18 years mm -hmm. old. Mm -hmm. There was another adult. There were only two of us. And I think it was 29 or 30. Mm -hmm. But I was 40, 44. Did you say 44? Yeah. yeah, 44. And uh, well, they didn't know I was already 44 years old because <laughs> they hang out with me. They hang out maybe to lunches, you know. They, and then after... A couple of years yeah. in that school, I realized that I was already behaving like these young people. I was talking like them. <laughs> I adopted their lingo, but I was very happy. It yeah. was one of the happiest, happiest uh, times of my life being that's in that school. That's amazing, and I think that's just a testament to you know listening to your own thoughts and listening to your own dreams because regardless of how old you are, if it keeps coming up for you, you have to give it a chance. And that's what I love about Bless's story. When I first heard it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> because it gives, me, it gives me hope for everyone out there that has a dream to do something creative or do something different. Like, it's never too late. Okay, second question. Uh, can you tell us uh, about your experience transitioning to your first overseas assignment. What did you feel? What did you struggle with? And how did you overcome those challenges? Now, I was so on top of my life, being married to someone I love. Uh, he actually works for the Department of State, so he just finished uh, his first tour overseas. 
know, he came back from Germany and to Florida was his second tour. And that's how I met him, through a common friend. And I was amazed at how he described his lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but in my conscious mind, I never really planned of getting remarried. Mm. Even though I was, I was happy with having suitors. Mm -hmm. Because at that time when I met him, I was already a widow, a single parent for at least nine or ten years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess I love the attention mm -hmm. of men mm -hmm. <laughs> being single. And, and for the first time in my life, I, I learned how to be sociable. Mm. Uh, volunteer work in mm -hmm. the community, you mm -hmm. know, being a member of different groups. Mm -hmm. um, but when he proposed after three years of dating, mm -hmm. I started really to take it seriously. So I told my parents, I told my, my children. At the time, my oldest was, I think, about maybe 18. Mm -hmm. My second one was 17, and my third one was around 15 or 16, my youngest one. And so, to make the long story short, we got married August, then September or October, he took me <laughs> to, to a foreign country. So we moved to Bangkok. Thailand. Uh -huh. That was my first experience as an expat. Uh -huh. And I was on top of my, of my life. I was excited. I was so optimistic. I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have an exciting life. Lo and behold, you know, one month, two months into my life there, uh, Steve was traveling, always away uh, as a diplomatic career. He, mm -hmm. was, um, he would be away for at least three weeks, mm. one month at a time, mm -hmm. sometimes. And the shortest it would be, it would be about two weeks. Um, I started not liking myself. Mm. And I didn't recognize it, what, what was happening with me at the time. And when I finally decided to seek help, the counselor told me that I was experiencing depression. Mm. I was weepy, you know, everything that I hear, especially from my husband, everything that's going on around me, I felt like it was directed mm. against me. Mm. And uh, I was weepy, I, I, I easily cried. And, uh, but no matter what, one thing that I noticed though with me, as I remember now, I think I was, blessed with grace mm. for some reason because I would still do the action of reaching out. So every day I would be on my computer searching for groups mm -hmm. that would appeal to me. Mm. Um, I would volunteer for mm -hmm. things that I thought I would be good at and that's the time also when I look up and found Bank of Opera. And I mm. went to audition to become a member of their chorus. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah. And did you yeah. did you did you get the? Yes, yes. Oh. I be, I became a member of the opera chorus, 
and under the uh, direction of Samtao Sucharit School, mm -hmm. who was uh, educated, I believe, in Europe and also in the U.S. Mm -hmm. He's like, he is like a genius, I think, I believe. And um, there I met there I met um, Amy, who is the founder of Artist Society of Thailand, mm. and um, she is married also to a uh, a really uh, renowned artist, a painter, uh, who is now in the United States. So Amy uh, loves to promote artists. So when she um, she learned that I sing classical music. Um, she wanted to sponsor and produce and promote a concert. Wow. So we also, um, she even uh, found a director and the director was German, <laughs> whom I sing with in the Bangkok Opera. So, and her name is Annette Polner, another, another um, creative writer and a published writer actually. She's an author who originally came from London, mm. uh, but she was also an expat in, uh, in Bangkok at the time. Um, so it's all, for me at the time, a lot of things that I decide for my life are all, were all coming together. Mm. Uh, I finally had my debut concert, two hour vocal performance at the Thailand Cultural Center which I'm so proud to say was also the venue for world-renowned opera singers wow. like Yuri Tekanawa and uh, uh, Renee Fleming. Mm. And uh, you know, I, I kept that with me because it, it gives me inspiration mm. that, hey, you know, this can be done. I didn't even realize I could sing for two st hours straight on stage. Mm -hmm interpreting every single number. <laughs> and I think, oh. Wes, what you were saying uh, before we started the, the show, uh, just how you didn't know that you could do something until you did it. Exactly. And, and mm -hmm. for all of you listening out there, you know, take Wes's story to heart. You know, you are capable of so much if you just give yourself a chance to try, be willing, be vulnerable, and to take a risk towards the dreams that you have and it, it can happen. Um, wait, so bless. Tell, tell us a little bit more about uh, just other kinds of um, pursuits, artistic <laughs> pursuits that you've had, the multitude of pursuits that you've, you've accomplished just, and more things that you want to do into the future. Just share with our listeners um, a little bit of what you've been up to. Uh, she's, she's, she's like a, a renaissance woman. She like does everything. So. <laughs> All I could really say uh, in a nutshell is that I never had a concrete plan in all of this. Um, as I go through my life every day, I wanted to do something I enjoyed. And so I pursued them and then things happened and then I met the right people that helped me out. Uh, so in, all, in the midst of all this, preparing for my debut concert of my life, which happened in Bangkok, Thailand Cultural Center, uh, I also met this director that I just mentioned, Annette Polner, who led, who was the leader in, or facilitator of uh, Bangkok Women's Writers. 
and I joined that group. Never really knew what to do. I just listened to everyone. They were all writers from different parts of the world. And uh, that's how another kind of an eye-opener happened to me. I started thinking of the idea of why don't why don't I compile all, all my poems and uh, turn them into a book, a collection. That didn't happen right away, by the way. <laughs> so, because it's too much. It, it was like, okay, 2009, we were supposed to leave Thailand. And uh, the other precious thing that I kept with me from that place was the friendship. Mm. Real, you know, lasting friendship that I made. So, so I'm, I'm curious, when did, the, when did your book of poems actually come out? <laughs> That's another... Um, oh, I would just like to add that uh, in all these processes that I, uh, that I went through, that I've gone through, I think I realized that the very first step into the process of actualizing every dream that I had is the, my willingness to take a risk. My willingness to take a risk created fear inside of me. I was scared, but I did it anyway. I did the action part. I just wanted to share that. I love, I, I'm like everyone, I'm kind of like just, just, I don't know, just like doing like a happy dance right now because <laughs> In all, in all the things that I teach and all the things that, you know, I really believe in, um, it's, it's exactly what Bless is saying. You have a, you have a desire, you have a, you have this thought and acting on it gives you the momentum that you need to figure out, well, what's the next action? What's the next idea? What's the next thing I can try out? And through that whole process, your life will unfold before you. And I love, bless what you said, that you never had a concrete plan. No, not really, no. And, and I think that's, that's just, that's just a, t a testament to say that we can all have like these elaborate plans, but really if it's your intention to pursue art, to pursue a business, to pursue anything that you want, you know, just take that first step as Bless was saying. And um, I guess, yeah, like I, my last, my last question, Bless, is, uh, you know, for all the aspiring artists out there, what's one message or one piece of advice you'd like to give them? Okay, make it, okay, if I had to say it all in a short statement, <laughs> please always remember to keep that inner fire lit. Never, never let go of that fire. Because when you keep that lit, even if you haven't done the action part yet, it will, it will give you that energy sustained. And when the right time comes for you, then you have it. The dream never dies. Oh, love it. <laughs> love it, bless. Every time, every time. It's so, it's so good. All right, everyone. So thank you, Bless, for being on the show today. You can find more uh, about Bless on her website at 
blessedsingingpoet.com. And also her book, Without Rhyme, is available on Amazon. And I'll, I'll write this up all on the show notes so you can easily access it. And again, everyone, thank you for listening. Remember to be positive, be bold, and take action every day. We'll see you next week.